Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Everyone, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I am Dory. Happy Quarantine Valentine's Day. Hello. Happy have a quarantine Valentine's Day. I hope you all ordered your meals prior. <laughs> we had ours last night. We did. Um But I did order it prior. She did. She's always thinking ahead, this Dory Shafir. Um what's happening, everybody? How's how's things? I took Henry to see some planes today. Yep, you went to see some cacas. <laughs> I went to. I was you know supposed to get work done, and I didn't. Mm. Even after I talked to myself, remember? Mm-hmm. Yep, I do remember and that. I said, "Don't waste this time, Matt. Get some work done." And he didn't get anything done. And I gave him the whole morning. The whole morning. And I have so much to do, everyone. You cannot even imagine. Um, yeah. It's quite a week. Returned to work. And uh, I will say, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't as exhausting. I mean, I wasn't tired. I wasn't. I sort of just got back into the rhythm of it and not. wasn't horribly tired. Um, till I mean Friday night I was just done. Yeah, you just like collapsed into bed. <laughs> you got home and you went pretty much straight to bed. Yes, I did. But you um, did get home at like ten fifteen. It was later than that. Was it? Yeah, I remember getting in my car at ten twenty five. Whoa. Um. Yeah, it was it was quite a week. I mean, it's it's very strange to like not work for that long and then to suddenly snap back into 12 hour days. Yeah. 
Especially when the reason you haven't worked for that long is because you had COVID. Yes, which apparently fatigue, the fatigue will last you a little while. Um, continues uh, currently um, with the tiredness. Treadmill you, has arrived. What? Go ahead. You're I was just going to ask, like, do you just feel like you could never get enough sleep? Mm. I mean, it, it, it depends, right? Like, back to the treadmill. Like, the treadmill came Tuesday, and I used it on, yeah, I used it Tuesday, I think. And then I used it again yesterday, which was Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just had no time with work. And then, like, I, I did, like, a, did, like, a little programmy thing. Well, whatever, scenic run, whatever they call it. And then I wasn't as tired as I thought I would be, but then I then like I was, I was sore. Like my, my chest muscles were sore. Yeah. Which was very strange. So then my whole body felt fatigued last night. What time did I go to bed last night? Like 8 o'clock or something. On a Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had our dinner. We had dinner dinner we and had then, dinner at like seven yeah and the, but then you were like i had work to do you were I, like i can't i wanted to watch a movie and you were like i can't i gotta i gotta do work and then like an hour later i think you went to bed yeah um but didn't i say i would i wouldn't make it through a movie i'd fall asleep you did say that and you did. and yeah, true to my word yep i went to bed yep 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 um and then you know woke up to the third night in a row of dory's panic attack night terror things what's going on i think i was stressed about like the nanny situation Mm -hmm. getting my book copy edits done yeah just like the last two nights have been like you're you're just popping up screaming Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um Somehow, seemingly, right when I fall asleep, and then I got like the last two nights, I was annoyed. Mm-hmm. Like I was annoyed. I'm usually pretty good about it. And then I was just like, "Come on, <laughs> what is it now?" Sorry. A couple nights ago, it was rainbows. She was like upset about the rainbows. I mean. They were in. They were. They were inside or something. And then I was like, "They're outside. Don't worry about it." And I was like, "Okay, yeah." <laughs> um. So yeah, it's been. It's it, man. And then on the work nights too, with the with the night terrors, those are particularly um, bothersome. To I'm sure both you and I. <laughs> um. Well, what's been more bothersome for me has been waking up at four in the morning, not from night terrors, and then not being able to get back to sleep because you're snoring. Uh huh. So we're kind of even. <laughs> yeah, but I'm up like an hour and a half later and gone. Not always. You you had to be at work late this week. Two days, three days. I don't even remember. Look, I guess uh, there's no... This is Valentine's Day, everybody. (laughs) This is marriage. (laughs) I hope you love your others and self. And, you know, I hope you got something for Valentine's Day better than what I got for me. What? What'd you get me? I got you dinner last night. Oh. (laughs) That's what you got me? You know, this is like... This is like every time there's everything ever. This is an eternal problem. It's not a problem. It is. You'd think I'd get a card. <sighs> like the little doggies like last year. You know You know what? I think I subconsciously didn't get you a card because I was insulted that you left the card on the dining room table all freaking year. It's like you didn't even well, I, care I, about it. I disagree. It. I think it got... It, <laughs> And so I, I was like, like it, I guess he doesn't care about cards. I'm not even going to bother. It got shuffled, that card. Like, got shuffled. You didn't care enough to keep track of it. You don't think in a year we've we've cleaned that table off? It always seemed to be just, like, lying about. And I was like, well, I guess if he cared about it, because he would have taken it Because I look at it fondly. Mm. 
Sure. Every time. I even mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> She's the worst. Anyway. Here we are. I'm the worst. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. She's the worst. Happy Valentine's Day. No, she's the best, best, bestest. I got her some flowers and had a lengthy note written in there. Um, I assume she liked it. I don't know. Uh, I did. I again, posted marriage, on Instagram. Everybody. Oh, so because I'm not on Instagram, I don't under I don't know what my wife thought of the Valentine's Day present. I told you they were beautiful, <laughs> and you kind of you rolled. Didn't say anything I about did. the cards. The card. You didn't say anything about the card. Oh my god. Like, I had no part in the actual arrangement of the flowers. So you telling me that the flowers are beautiful, it's like, okay, I didn't do that. I just paid for them. Wow. But the car, I wrote the car. So then that that's like, then you'd be like, oh, it was a sweet card. Then, then I'd It was like, a really sweet something. card. Well, I wouldn't know that because I'm not on Instagram. Oh, my God. Guys, I hope you're all having a great time. We are just not on the same wavelength. We are just not in sync right now. No, we're, we're not. We're out of sync. Yeah. What what do you think? What is it? I'm so tired. I'm like I'm like, I'm just like man, I want to sleep. I, I I keep wanting to go to sleep early. Mm-hmm. To be well rested. Mm-hmm. And then it, I never well rested. Mm-hmm. So when I wait, it's like it's a mis- it's miserable. Yeah. The feeling of not getting enough rest constantly is horrible. Yeah. Thank you. Everyone. But I'm like, I just, I, I, I have a lot of work to do. So I'm like trying to like, I'll sleep. I'll go to sleep early. Like last night, it was eight o'clock. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to go to sleep now. And then boom, tomorrow I'll go, I'll, I'll go get it. And then like, because I, I was sore from the treadmill and I woke up tired and sore. And I, did, did you fall back asleep today? Because I left the bedroom after I did your not, night terror. I did not really fall back asleep, no. Wild. Um, but that was at like five something. I, I left the bedroom at five. Something, yeah. Well, I went out to the couch. Um, I hear Bo scratching at the door out there. Okay. I'm just I'm letting everyone know All right. Bo's status. Um, yeah. It's it's really it's it's interesting. This COVID tired. I can't. T- I don't know. Do you think I'll ever feel well rested again? I don't. Know. Do you think I'll ever be like, man, it was a great night of sleep. Well, let's hit the day. I mean, you didn't really feel that way pre-COVID. <laughs> well, I know, but like now, this feels more extreme. I don't know. It's it's alarming. Yeah, and it's alarming that like I can't. Like I used to be able to stay up till two o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and like I could, like my brain was working, and I could like do things. Mm-hmm. My brain doesn't work anymore. Like it just shut. It's like it shuts itself down, and it's like mm, you're all done, pal. You're tired. Yes, but this is different. Tired. Yeah. And then, like, right now I'm thinking about the fact that it's 7.37 p.m. You and I are recording this. Then I have to watch an episode of Star Trek and record with Andy. I don't think that's going to happen. I, it has to happen. I can't. When else can I do it? Tomorrow? I have to get all that shit done tomorrow for the pitch. Mm. I, I I'm just know. saying. This is This is, like, this is... I don't know. I feel like I wasted the weekend by sleeping early. I mean... I feel like I wasted the weekend by getting home from work Friday night, straight to bed. Right after dinner last night, essentially straight to bed. Mm-hmm. Tonight, I mean, I'm going to try to muster. I'm going to try had, to pull it together. You did have most of today that you could have done stuff. I did some stuff. Okay. I mean, I did. I wrote stuff. I mean, I wrote stuff. But like recording the podcast is not, you know... It's not, 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 wasn't a thing that I was able to do today during the day. Yeah. Oi. Gavalt. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So what's happening? Otherwise. Besides it- my tiredness and Henry's trip to the plane store. 
um, you know, just uh, contemplating how I've let you down again. With what? Not a card for Valentine's Day? Yep. Well, I just think here you do. Just double up the card for birthday. You're good. No, I just, I'll fuck up your birthday some, some other way. Wow. You're so mean to yourself. No, you're mean to me. What? I am. And then I'm mean to myself. What? Honey, no. Come on. You just, you, you know what? You just don't understand that we have different love languages. Well, I think and that it's like, really had, a your, struggle had your, for me. had your love life, had, I mean, if like last night, if like you had like gotten dinner for us and. And, and set it all up and had, there was a card that I know it was for me for Valentine. Uh, then I know that was my gift. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I guess, it, uh, I don't know. What is, what is it? I just, I feel like I always find out about You're these such things a crank butt. after the fact. What am I supposed to do beforehand? Go on a Facebook group and tell someone to email you about something I want? Kind of. That's what she did to me, everybody. <laughs> I randomly got an email two weeks ago <laughs> from somebody. See, and the thing that I got, like, of course, I was going to get her flowers anyway. I always get her flowers I, I every year. I did not think you were not going to get me flowers. No, I know, but it just—it was like a funny. Everyone listening, it was a, it was a, um, it was a very sitcomian device hmm. of like. I get an email from someone who says a little birdie told me that Dory would really like some flowers. I do flower arrangements. Here are the prices. Whatever. We'll deliver them on Valentine's Day. And uh, I was like, oh boy. This is what she wants. Okay. It's like, what's the biggest one? I'll take that. That's the biggest one, by the way. It's lovely. In case you're wondering. If there are any bigger than that, there aren't. Um... When. See here, I thought I was like helping him out, and also I was like, you know, he's gonna. I would have. I would have. I, I know you would have gotten them anyway. Handled it, but but I was also like, he's gonna spend the money. Why not spend the money at like a local florist instead of like big corporate na- nationwide florist? You know. Well, you know, don't don't want to sound like one of her flowers commercial, but they can track local florists. That's how they get them delivered. Anyway. I'm sorry. I'll never do that again. No, I'm not saying never do it again. I just thought it was funny. Mm. Like, I don't know. Wouldn't it? How is that not weird to you? Because we we have different, we have completely different points of view about gifts. We do. Yes. Interesting. Completely different. Explain. What is What are your, what is your point of view? No, wait. What is my point of view? Your point of view is you, you like want, you see the gift as like an expression of yourself. Mm. And right. you, you want the recipient to be like impressed by the gift because you thought of it and you went to great lengths to get it. And no, impressed is not the correct word. Appreciative. Appreciate it. Yes. Okay fine and you think that someone like telling you exactly what to get is like weird i think it's like the worst right whereas i am just like (laughs) who cares (laughs) tell me tell me what you want like it's annoying to me to try to have to like yes but like telling you what i want Uh uh-huh versus like i want this canteen Mm -hmm. i'll just get it myself like it's the same thing me telling you or even just like i would like a canteen i would like a water bottle Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i just feel like you're not great at articulating your needs that's because i try to meet and exceed them all myself well you can't like to be self-sufficient little island of a person you can't that's impossible you're a human being yeah well i'm a human being who now gets real sleepy at 8 p.m. Yep. (laughs) So, and I think just like the way I grew up was not the way that you give gifts. And so it just does not come naturally to me. The way you grew up was not the way that I give gifts. What does that mean? How did you When it was our birthday or Hanukkah, our parents, my mom, 
asked exactly what we wanted. My mother would always ask, what do you want for your birthday? We told her exactly what we wanted, and then that was what we got. I would say something, and I would get something close to or the thing. Like, you know. Okay, so where did your whole gift thing come from? Where did anything I do come from? I don't know. Exactly. Popular culture. <laughs> okay, so that also raises a thing for me. I like was I feel like by TV and movies. You want you always you want like the grand gesture and yep. I want the I quality want, time. I want to put a bow on a Lexus for you yes. someday. And I, I don't, don't do want that. that. I don't want to do that. And I don't know. It's just it, it, it's a maybe that's why I was waking up with night terrors. Valentine's Day? Yes. Was giving you it's a, a source agita? of anxiety. Well, you know why? Because I very belatedly realized, oh, Matt's going to be upset that I didn't like do more. And then I was like, no, and not now it's more. too late. Not more. Anything. There you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's going to be upset I didn't do anything. <laughs> he's like, All right. and I was like, oh, he's not even going to care that I got us a nice dinner. Like, that, that doesn't even Whoa, register. did I not say thank last night? I said, no, you thank did, you so you much said, for planning ahead. And, but and, but and, just now you said you would have liked it to have been like set out, like with a car. If that was the present. Do you know what I mean? But it was. Yes. Well. And then I. That's then what you're. This is what I'm saying. I belatedly. The that's the lie you're spinning for yourself right no, now. No, it's okay. not. Uh-huh. I'm saying I belatedly realized that this would not seem to be enough of a present for you. Well, it was not that it was, it was never, it has never until we've sat down today on this podcast and recorded, it has never been presented as that was my Valentine's Day present. At no point. Okay. Was it ever presented as that? So far be it for me not to know that it was my Valentine's Day present when it literally was never expressed. <laughs> okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Kind of. Do you get it at all? Like, I, I mean, it's like... I mean, I get it, but like... It's like if I didn't get you the flowers today, and when I came back with actual flour mm-hmm. and milk, and then I was like, well, that was your Valentine's Day present. That's not the same at all. It's very similar. We it's always not. We always get dinner on Friday. Yeah, but I got a special... I got us a special dinner. <laughs> What? That you were going to pick up, but I had to go pick up. I offered to pick it up. You didn't want to move your car for me. Well, it was silly for me to move my car and not just go get it. Guys, this is just the fun that we have. It's not fun. I mean, look, just go to to our website, (laughs) doriamat.com. It's not our website. (laughs) Uh, There is no such website. Well, here's something. Yeah. I was also like insulted that you didn't want to hang out last night. And but I know you, you were really tired. Did you? Yeah. I mean, I was like donezo. Because that is my love language. This is what you don't understand. No, I do understand that time is your love language. And I do know that you would love to just watch a movie. And also, but you like, but I also knew, but I also knew that I couldn't do, do it. it physically. But you can never do it. That's not true. Okay. <laughs> what? All right. I don't think that's true. Okay. I, I if, if it's not something you if, specifically want to no. watch, you you well you ninety nine percent of the time refuse to watch it. Ninety nine. Well, I mean, no, that's not entirely accurate. Okay, ninety five. That's probably like eighty eight percent of the time. It's pretty high. Well. I mean, we watch very different things, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's it is what it is, mm-hmm. and I I would I'd like to think, and I ha- I had made a concerted effort to spend more time on the couch with you, in 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 the year in this new year, even going back. But it was only when I was sidled with this thing that I have to do. That mm-hmm. my time disappeared. Mm-hmm. So it's either like, like right now, it's either get that done or I, I don't get it. You know what I mean? I don't get it done. Yeah. And I think you should get it done. I, I Yes, I appreciate that. But also, I'm, t- I'm so tired. I know. Like last night, if dinner wasn't like a thing that we were having, mm-hmm. which I thought it would be tonight. 
because Valentine's Day. I thought we'd just get a regular meal last night. Anyway. Um, Give me strength. Because we always, Lord. you know, we have Saturday night. We have dinner together every strength, Saturday night. Please. So. I can't. This year, she I decided can't. to substitute I our can't. Saturday night dinner for Valentine's I Day dinner. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's worn me down. Um, this is it. I can't. I can't do it anymore. But, yeah, if you hadn't gotten dinner last night. I would have. I think I would have gone straight to bed after Henry went to bed. Mm. Like I think that's what would have happened. Okay. All right, everyone. We'll be right back. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy but like i can't wait to get them on my feet because i know they're going to be cozy i know they're going to be the best socks in the house and i know that they're going to keep me going all day long they've got some great details that have been obsessed over including the honeycomb arch support which i love anti-blister tabs which i also love what that is it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little just a just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything, because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know those, like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everybody, we're back. It's time to put away our problems and hear from the listeners who have no problems. Actually, our first emailer has very relatable problems for me. Oh, it's from Anonymous. Dear Matt and Dory, TLDR, I have night terrors and I'm freaked out about accidentally hurting my baby. Help. Mm. Love the pod. I've been listening for a couple of years and Dory, I've heard you mention having night terrors on occasion. I too suffer from them pretty frequently. I wake up four to six nights a week yelling about spiders on the walls, roofs falling in or creatures climbing on me. It happens about an hour into sleep and at these times I usually have no idea of where or who I am. On occasion, I yell aggressively that everything is wrong, who are you, what did you do, and other scary things. I sometimes get out of bed and approach the hallucination, at which point it usually fades. In the morning, I usually have only the vaguest memory of the incident. As you can imagine, this is very disturbing for my wife. This has been going on for nearly 10 years, but has significantly increased in frequency in the last couple of years. On very rare occasions, five or six times in 10 years, I will grab my wife by the arm and aggressively shake her awake talking about nonsense. 
My wife is 20 weeks pregnant with our first. We're so excited to welcome this little one into the world, but obviously I'm worried that keeping the baby in the bedroom with us will be dangerous. What if I scare them awake with my screaming? Or worse, what if I hurt the baby? I've had sleep studies done that have ruled out apnea or any physical reasons, and I've taken sleeping pills and melatonin, which have reduced the frequency of my terrors, but leave me very groggy in the morning, taking hours to shake the sleepiness. I would also like to be able to help with night feedings, etc., and not be passed out on pills, leaving my wife to do everything at night. I've gone to therapy to resolve any issues or repress trauma, which I'm not aware that I have. My doctors can't offer any real explanation, saying that the science of sleep is still largely a mystery. Any advice? I know we can keep the baby in its own room, but I'd love to find a way to keep it in the room with us for the first few months at least. Have any of your listeners dealt with this? Thanks, Anonymous. 1,200 square feet in Crescent City, California, with one cuddly cat, two adults, and one on the way. No hot dogs yet yet this year. Trying to eat less meat in 2021 for ethical reasons. Um. Yes. Did that already happen? No, it it, it might be happening in. Um, says 817 ETA, but latest arrival by 841. Oh, no, she's almost here. Go ahead. Dory's going to get a, get a, get, let the uh, postmate in the, in the, in the thing and make sure that Bo doesn't bark and wake up the baby. So I, I hear you there. Um, you know, Dory's night terrors a lot of times are very, they're very similar to what you're describing. The frequency of them it depends on how stressed she is. I find that the more stressed out she is about either, um, you know, work she has to get done or life changes that we have going on, um, I find that the frequency of the night terrors increase, I would say, exponentially. Um, so I would, I would say you're likely to, if you're anything like her, uh, the more you're going to stress out about this, the more frequent you're going to have them. Yeah. Um, what did I miss? I was just talking about how yours seem to be stress related often, yep. and uh, depending on whether or not it's like sometimes that they're sometimes they're related to work you have to get done, mm-hmm. and sometimes they're related to um, life changes or things you're worrying about. Yep. Um, Accurate. And you know, it's interesting this commonality of uh, roofs. Oh yeah, yeah. No, there's a there's I've. My reading has, you know, there's not a ton of stuff on them, but a lot of it has to do with like things like collapsing on you, being like being in a room that's like getting smaller. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Um, It happened a lot when Dory was doing, when we were doing IVF and Dory was um, subconsciously worried she was missing medication or something. They were pretty frequent then as well. I mean, one time she, I think that was here though, that you were worried that you didn't give the roof its medication. Mm. I mean. That it was going to fall in because of this. That's important. Yeah. Um, She rarely makes it out of the bed. Uh, Usually because I'm there. But not, I mean, it was like, I don't know, a month and a half ago that I heard you scream mm-hmm. from you came here running in. and I came running in to see where you were. Because my, I immediately I was like, that's Dory. She's having a night terror. The scream could be enough to get her up and towards Henry. Mm. So... I, I I bolted. I would have bolted in anyway. Just hearing you scream, but like I kind of put two and two together. And I don't know if they, I don't know if you'd ever be in the night terror long enough to get to Henry's room. Yeah, but I would. I would worry about that. Like I hear, like this this worry strikes a chord with me. Yeah, and I what mean, I would say is, first of all, you don't want your kid in your fucking room. <laughs> I mean, I read this email and I was like, I don't think you can have your kid in in the same room. I absolutely wouldn't. And not because I'd be worried about, honestly, I don't, I really, and knowing Dory and and experiencing night terrors living, you know, 
Dory and I have been together for six, seven years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really be worried about her harming a baby, but waking up the kid a thousand percent. Yeah, because those, those, those wake up a sleeping adult man. Yeah, and like the last thing you want to do is wake up. Oh, a very young baby who you took, it took like two hours to get to sleep. Yeah. Um, That's what they don't tell you about like newborns and very young babies. Like, I I feel like before we had Henry, you would hear like, oh yeah, newborns, they wake up like so many times a night. And in my head, I was like, okay, they wake up, but then they go back to sleep. But no, it takes them like an hour sometimes to go back to sleep. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why I don't think people would be as tired if it was like, oh, hey, bud, go to sleep. It just didn't like occur to me, you know what I mean? Like what that is actually like. Oh, yeah, again. you're so tired. Being raised by popular culture as a person. Um, I don't know if that part was still on this podcast or not, but... uh, it always seemed like something that would happen because that's the dramatization of it. Mm. You know. I guess I just... People begging children to go to sleep yeah, and like but holding them and like trying to get them to be quiet. I know, I just didn't like... They don't show it for an hour and you don't see what it's like no, actually so there, like. There are time cuts. Anyway. Anonymous, what I'm saying is I don't recommend it. Putting this, Having the child in the room. Yes. Just in general. Too, also everybody. Yes. We don't recommend it. We don't love it. Um, Get yourself a baby monitor. We have, again, it's now Henry's almost, he's 18, he's 20 months old, 22 months old. um, And he's never not slept in his crib. This is the one place where we go against the um, American Pediatric Association recommendations for sleep. But I did a lot of research on it and it's not... um, doesn't make your baby more likely to get SIDS if you if they don't sleep in your room. Um, what do they? What does what do the American they say? Keep your baby in the room for a year. Fuck that noise! And I was like, fuck that noise, literally. Yeah. What? Yep. No. Yeah. I just. I mean, I don't want to get into it, but I don't think that that is the best choice for most people. That's that's bananas. And I think it it places an undue burden especially on mothers and like you just need that sleep. I I mean I know when people would like when we first had we first went back to work after let's see. So I went back to work August Henry was how old? Like 6 months old. 6 months old when I was 4 months old. Yeah, so he's four months old when I first went back to work. And, I mean, by that point, were you done with the night feeding? It came back. Like, we were done, sort of, but then we added it back. I don't... Here's what I don't remember. I don't remember ever having to wake up in the middle of the night while I was working. Mm Mm-hmm. When you went back to work, kind of, I think coincided with him um, turning over and then not being able to get back onto his back. But that I remember. I'd have to go flip him over, and yeah. you'd have to flip him over too. Yeah. But I don't remember ever that affecting my sleep ever. Anyway, the point, what I was trying to say was like, I remember going back to work, and everyone was like, "Wow, you must be so exhausted." And I'd be like, "No, yeah, he sleeps pretty well." Yeah. And then, like, when by the time he was like sleeping through the night. And people would be like, oh, God, you know, how old is he? I'm like seven months old. Oh, God, you must not get any sleep. I'm like, no, he he sleeps. No, we were, I mean, we were. He sleeps 6.30 to 6.30. We were pretty hardcore about sleep training. Yeah. All right. Well, Anonymous, keep us. And we used to get so many emails from people saying, just you wait. You think you're going to be able to do it, but you won't. Well, if you're still listening, (laughs) ha! Um, all right. We are going to take another break. Ha! Ha. Yes. <laughs> Be, Be right, right back. back. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right, we're back. All right, we got a lot of emails about donor-conceived children. We are going to table that. Dis- DCC. We're going to table that discussion until next week. So, so tune in if you're if you're if you and if you had anything to add to that conversation, yeah, please write in. Maybe we'll do a DCC special. Ooh. All right. This is from anonymous. Hi, Dorian, Matt, and Henry and Bo. Longtime listener, first time emailer. Oh, I want to think. I'm going back to the sleep night terror situation. Uh huh. Really quick here. Okay. The melatonin. NyQuil or whatever the melatonin and sleeping pills situation and being groggy. I I like that. I get that totally. Mm -hmm. And I hate that. And it's why I don't, I tend not to, I try not to take any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, also why I don't drink really oddly. Cause it's like, I just want to, if if an emergency comes up, I want to be ready Mm -hmm. to like mentally and physically deal with it. I respect that. Um, so it's kind of like I won't ever really drink unless I'm in Vegas, but also staying two more nights. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't. Is there? Have you had? Have you done any of that? Taking taking the melatonin or anything to try to to try to mitigate your sleep terrors? Um, I. At one point I was prescribed, I think Lunesta, Mm -hmm. because there was a period where I was having trouble falling back asleep after I had a night terror. And that was supposed to help. It didn't really help. And then then I was prescribed Clonopin, which was supposed to help. Mm -hmm. Didn't help. Um, And Ambien makes you like loony anyway, even if you don't have night terrors. So Ambien is not recommended. I feel like Ambien adds like a fourth narrative to whatever your night terror is. Right. So that that was never um, really recommended. Yeah. I I think that the... um, I I don't envy the night terror situation. I, I wonder if meditation might help you. Sleep meditation. It might. Just to calm yourself before sleep. Yeah. Uh, sort of de-stress, decompress kind of a thing. I will say something that helps is like good sleep hygiene. It's probably not great for me to use my iPad in bed, to be honest. She does it for quite a while, too. Yeah, and I used to not do it. You used to leave everything out. Yeah, and now know? that I'm saying it, I probably need to get rid of the iPad in bed. I mean, but that's the thing too, right? So it's like, to that I would say, okay, well then go to bed a little later. Like if there's like, if you want to do crosswords and stuff or whatever, do them. Until you're like very tired, then go to bed. Right, just don't do them in bed. Like it's like, why, why, I know it's comfy to be in bed, but like also like, you know, do them and then you get real tired, you go to bed because then you're out. Yeah, that's true. Try that. You know, it says, says the guy who sleeps with YouTube on yeah, the you, entire evening. You do sleep with YouTube on. Yeah. Yeah. Last night I slept to toast. I know. I went to bed. Ep- episode four was on mm-hmm. of season one. Mm-hmm. And when I woke up, it was like the tail end of season three. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's move on from night terrors. Um, Listener writes, when I started listening, my sister-in-law was going through IVF after experiencing secondary infertility. But now my husband and I are starting on our own fertility journey. We've been trying to conceive since June and have recently been to a fertility clinic to discuss next steps. I'm 34, so we don't technically meet the criteria for infertility yet, but it just seems something is wrong and preventing us from getting pregnant. So far, everything on my side looks completely normal, but my husband has low morphology, 1% and a grade two varicocele on each side. His urologist mentioned he could have a varicoclectomy, but that only 50% of people who have the surgery have improvement in sperm quality. Our fertility doctor also doesn't think the surgery would be very helpful, 
but admitted that her perspective may be skewed since the tools she has to help couples get pregnant involve treatments other than varicocelectomy. Yeah. I'm curious if any other listeners have had a varicocelectomy and if the results were worth it. Our insurance would cover the surgery and only provides $5,000 a year for fertility treatment. So if the surgery would allow us to conceive the sex way and not spend money on IUI slash IVF, that would be great. But I'm worried that the results won't improve my husband's sperm enough and that we'll still wind up needing IUI slash IVF, but we'll be delayed six months, the time to have the surgery recover and allow time for new sperm to be produced. Second, I've read that DNA fragmentation can be an issue with varicoceles. Our fertility doctor seems to want to do IUI and then IVF without testing for DNA fragmentation because the test is, quote, expensive and hard to run. Does anyone else have experience with this? I'm fine doing an IUI without a DNA fragmentation test, but it seems crazy to not do that test if we get to the point of needing IVF. I'd want to have the best possible chance of success if we're spending that much money. I'd appreciate hearing thoughts and experiences from other eggheads. Thanks so much for continuing with the pod. Please keep my name anonymous and feel free to edit this down. Didn't edit it down. 2,200 square feet in frigid Minneapolis with me, my husband, two dogs, and two cats. No hot dogs yet this year. What if someone out there is like, wait a second, two hot dogs and two cats? Wait, no, or was it no hot dogs and two cats? Yeah. And then they were like, I know who that is. It's Jill. <laughs> that would be weird. That's how you put it together. Yep. Everyone yep. knows how many hot dogs everyone's had. Well, now they do. Thanks to our podcast. Um, yes. This is where I gently suggest that you perhaps get a second opinion from a different fertility doctor. I'm not totally sure that I'm a hundred percent confident in your fertility doctor. Well, let's, I mean, let's be real about this. It was recommended that I get it. Yeah. And, and, and and our doctor was like, DNA fragmentation is like hugely important. Wait, what? Yes. To know like what the DNA fragmentation of your sperm was. Oh, recommended that you get the varicocele. What are you talking about? You're talking about the varicocele thing? Yeah. Oh. Where were you? I was on the, the DNA fragmentation thing. That's what stood out to me. What DNA fragmentation are you talking about? That her fertility doctor said that they didn't think it was worth it to do the DNA fragmentation test on her husband's sperm because it was expensive. I don't remember hearing that. Did you read that? I did. Yep, I sure did. Anyway, that's besides the point. (laughs) Our fertility doctor seems to want to do IUI and then IVF without testing for DNA fragmentation because the test is, quote, expensive and hard to run. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I guess don't, I guess get the test from another doctor. (laughs) Did what you is listen? happening? Did you listen to this? Email? I did. Well, I kind of trailed. My brain like was just thinking about the the varicosity, whatever the hell that is. Varicocele surgery. Yeah, and it's interesting because I remember the fifty percent number being a different, addressing a different aspect of it. Mm. If I remember correctly, what I remember was that it will, at best, it will improve. The sperm by 50%. I remember that too. And that your sperm was so low. And it was like, like, well, what's the point of going from, you know, 50,000 to 100,000? Whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Let's just, that's the pretend number. I don't remember. That would be a 100% increase, but sure, yes. Uh, Yes. So 50,000 to 75,000. Like, what's, like, really, what's the point? Right. In that it's you're you're having yourself you're getting surgery yeah there's a risk to the husband uh, there's a risk to your 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 pocketbook mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah um, so that's well not of, to hers because it's covered by insurance well not, but 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 also like burn the fifth burn your year five thousand dollar fertility treatment I don't think that's what she said I think she said. Oh, well, actually, this is not clear. I thought it. I thought the insurance would cover the surgery. Why? The, the only reason to get the surgery is for fertility. And then separately provides $5,000 a year for her for fertility treatments. I, but I, that was unclear. I interpreted it the other way around. Like, okay. it would be covered because we get $5,000. I see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that surgery is only, you know, the only reason yeah, you yeah, get yeah, that yeah. is for fertility. Yeah, I get it. And if you're an insurance company, why would you... 
I get it. Why would you not try to fuck over the customer? You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's a long-winded way of me saying, don't worry about the that surgery right now. Because the if, it, if, it, if our number is correct in our head of the 50% increase. Yeah. Sounds like you're going from 1% motility to 1.5%. No, that was morphology. Morphology. You really did not follow this email. <laughs> I, I took away the biggest part of it. Let's open it up to the listeners. We'd love to hear from people who have actual experience with this stuff because we don't actually. But we do. We do, but we don't. Right. We were presented a similar conundrum. Yes. So I assume. And I would I would get a second opinion personally. We did. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Um we heard from a listener last week who was worried about having two children under the age of 2. Yes, and my mother wrote in to remind me that my brother and sister were a year, Born, year yeah. less than a year, no, a year, a year, 13 months, 13 apart. months apart. Yeah. Um, all right. This is from Ron, our buddy in uh, Louisiana who mm-hmm. has eight kids. Yes. Yeah. Had to pause the pod to write in for the listener that was worried about having two under two and thought now is my time to be useful. <laughs> my oldest two boys, 11 and 12 are 14 months apart. My next two boys, seven and eight are 16 months apart. My last two boys, two and three are 13 months apart. And my youngest daughter, who is four, is almost 16 months older than her little brother. So I had three under three. I can speak from good authority on the subject and have a couple of tips. First thing to remember is that you can do this and there is no reason to worry about it being hard. There's a learning curve, sure, but you had one and that was the hardest part. All those lessons and tricks you learned with the first of what works for you are already figured out. That's half the battle. The not getting a full night's sleep is still a fresh experience and you can quickly adjust back for the time being if you've been fortunate enough to have gotten out of it in the first place. Easy tip is try and establish which parent is going to take lead with which kid. When our oldest was born, 17-year-old daughter, I was working mostly nights and was in charge of feedings from overnight until 6 a.m. My wife left for work at 7 and my daughter was a day sleeper, so it worked out well. When the other two boys came along a few years later, I would just take point on the youngest overnight and my wife, the older one. This has continued till today, even though I haven't worked nights in 12 years. I would be in charge of the baby at the time and all move smoothly. Next tip is that if you happen to have the same sex kids, don't go cheap on clothes for the older one. Hand-me-downs can and will save a fortune. Lastly, have the older sibling help where, where they can. It might be fetching a drop pacifier or toy or just being extra quiet while the baby is sleeping. I found that these little things make them feel important and compassionate toward their sibling and other people and help strengthen the bond. Good luck and congrats to the couple on their new little one, Ron. And Ron is in 2,300 square feet in a five-bedroom house, two baths with two adults, eight kids, one cat, one dog, and no hot dogs for me this year for health reasons, sadly. How does showers happen? I was just house? thinking two bathrooms for 10 people. Wow. I mean, I obviously people do it, but that is a... No, I know, but like, what's the shower schedule? Yeah. Ron, let us know. <laughs> it's like, I don't even, I don't even know. I know. I mean, sometimes I get a little annoyed when Dory's using the bathroom and I'm like, oh, I could just go to the other bathroom. It's not that far. No, it's not. <laughs> so, but like with two bathrooms and 10 people, oi. Oi. Like, is it just like people like, cause you know, you have boys. So is it just, is your, is your, are they just constantly, is it, is one bathroom constantly being pooped in? Ew. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. No. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, how is that on your septic system? Great question. I have a lot of questions. In fact, didn't he have a septic problem? Ron? Yeah, I felt like there was hmm, something he wrote in about that, but I could be very mistaken. All right, continue. Um, I did when he said they'll have the older older sibling help where they can. I did think, oh, Henry would enjoy that. Yes. Do you think you enjoyed helping? No. <laughs> I don't think I was like encouraged to help. I feel like from the very beginning, the narrative of me and my brother was that I was annoyed at his existence, and then that just became like the narrative. 
You know what I mean? Like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you all think I'm annoyed with him. I must be annoyed with him. Yeah. Like, to this day, my parents are like, oh, you really did not like when you stopped being an only child. It's like, I'm 43 years old. Like, <laughs> But, I mean, maybe there is truth to it. Oh, I'm sure there's truth In to the it. In the sense of, like, you could have been a real real jackass about it. I'm, I was a total jackass. What if you were, it? like, just constantly, like, every time they turned their back, you were, um, like, handing him matches or, like, trying to just get him to, like, to hurt himself horribly? I wasn't that evil. <laughs> Jeez. Um, all right. Let's hear a voicemail. Uh, okay. Hang on. Okie dokie. Hey, Matt and Dory, um, and Bo and Henry. Um, this is Katie calling, and uh, I just wanted to respond to Matt using the term Irish twins. Uh, I'm totally not shaming him for the language. Uh, someone shamed me for the language. Uh, I had no idea that it was offensive. I hadn't really thought about why people use the term Irish twins. Um, but it does, it is derogatory. Uh, it's obviously uh, making an assumption that all Irish people breed a bunch, um, and that women are kind of uh, breeders. So I only know this because my husband is 12 months apart from his brother. He has two older children that are also 12 months apart. Uh, and then we hit it out of the park with our science boy-girl twins who are one minute apart. Yeah. Um, so, yes, didn't know that, um, but it's a thing. Uh, I have no recommendations for the caller that's stressed about it, um, other than what I hear from other twin moms that have more kids, have additional kids, and my own mother, because I'm a twin. Um, who just said that, you know, once you hit about three kids at once, it's quite difficult. Um, but then it also take care of itself. Um, my sister and I are babies four and five, so she probably it's a little bit less stressful because she already had three at home. Um, so that's just one comment on the Irish twin uh, scenario. Um, I am living on the college of living in Turkmenistan. I now live in the Middle East where I had my um, science long story uh, twins. And we live in a 2,200-square-foot villa, which is really just a townhouse, mm. um, in the, the middle of the desert, in a compound uh, with my husband, uh, our 13-month-old boy-girl twins. Um, we haven't eaten a lot of hot dogs at all, unfortunately. Um, they're not really on offer here very much. However, you're, you're in a compound. one of the nannies we had from the Philippines um, used to have them stored in the freezer and ate them at all times a day, which was confusing to me. And when I finally asked her about it, I said, you know, at home, hot dogs are for a barbecue, like lunch. And she said, no, 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 in the Philippines, hot dogs are for any time. Um, so there's probably a lot of hot dogs. I'm on board with that, by the way. Um, glad that Matt has recovered. Thank you for all you do. It makes a huge difference. Um, yeah, have a great day. Thanks. Well, look at that. I just assumed it was because, um, you know, a mostly Catholic population is not going to believe in any birth control whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the that's the genesis. Here's of it. what I'll call it. Catholic twins. How about that? Oh, <laughs> okay. I can say that I'm Catholic. You can. All right, we have one last email um, from Melanie. Matt, you yeah. can give hot dogs to small children, but they should be cut like a carrot stick rather than in round slices or given whole. Right. Oh, it just like I just reminded that there's a half a banana on your passenger seat. Oh boy! We went to the grocery store, Henry and I. <laughs> That's um, from. <laughs> so he really wanted the nana. Mm-hmm. He's interesting at the grocery store. He likes to like, he likes to be helpful and put things in the cart. Yep. But then when he figured out he can open up freezer doors, you can't go down the freezer aisle without him opening every single freezer door. Does he take things out? No, he, he can't get that close because he's buckled mm. into the seat. Right, right, right. Um, but he can reach just enough to like stop your cart. That's from Melanie in New Hampshire, who's had two hot dogs this year. And she says, P.S. Thank you for the kind wishes back in December. To answer your question, we did get a ton of snow, 20 inches all at once, but it rained less than a week later and most of the snow melted. So now we just have a few inches. All right. Well, that's, that's probably like, just wait a bit because there's another storm coming. Oh, there have been like three storms lately. I mean, it's it's just a it's a it's a it's a it's a winter of discontent. That's also probably, by the way, 
why the coronavirus numbers are good. Because no one can leave their house. It's just everyone's snowed in. That's a good point. Hmm. Yeah. Except in LA. <laughs> nope. We're ready <laughs> to transmit. Um, all right. Well, listen, everyone, thank you for bearing with us and coming to our couples therapy session at the beginning of the episode. That's what you're here for. We've uh we've worked it out. We did? Maybe. Oh. Okay. I don't know. Did we? I don't know. <sighs> all right. All I'm saying <laughs> is it's still Valentine's Day. It is still Valentine's Day, so not to well, the people listening it won't be. I know, but for me. Oh. Oh, please don't do that. <laughs> don't leave the house. All right. Reminder, you can support us on Patreon and get up to two bonus episodes per month at patreon.com slash adventure. We do greatly appreciate our Patreon supporters. And if you support us at the $5 level or above, you not only get the bonus apps, but you get your name read on the podcast each month. That's so, right. Thank you to the following people. Frederick Roy. Hannah Crowder. Uh, Hillary Berry. Jackie G. Jennifer Steele. Jess Branch. Jess E. Hendricks. Jessica Manilovich. Kane McCall. Catherine Linnae. Catherine Shimmons. Katie Heimer. Katie Regan. Kelly Zimmerman. Carrie Mills. Kim Mestra. Christopher Vonegi. Laura. Laura Dodge. Laura Rosenblum. Laura Gleason, the donkey of prey. Lauren. Why did I say Lori? I don't know. LFB. Uh, Liesel. Linnea Wynn. Martin Hedegard Peterson. Maude Tremblay. Mackenzie Erickson. Magana Prasad. Melinda Phelps. Michael Roth. Michelle Kitzmiller. Mike Zytek. And Mike, Kim, and Leo. And Molly Schrand. Thank you all so very much for dealing with us. Bye. Bye.